Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. Uh, <laughs> it's like the newscasters when they're coming out of their their, oh, their segment yes, and they turn the into their three other and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they're like not having real banter. Like they could be yeah. saying anything. Be like, yeah. yeah, go fuck yourself, Diane. <laughs> mumble 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 mumble. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is interesting. The news. <laughs> oh, so you don't want like you don't want like TV sitcom version where it's like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> I always wonder like what the hell the papers for because they read off a teleprompter, but they're always like doing stuff with paper and like making notes with pens. Like, what is that even for? Why yeah. do you you have a teleprompter right there? You could just tell the guy to change it, and he would. Like they're just writing notes, like you know, go to hell, Linda, and then like show it to her. And... I like that. I like it. Do you see that? That's you drawn as a donkey with a penis for a face. <laughs> That's you, Linda. That's you. <laughs> oh man, there's someone named Linda out there who's really offended right now. I'm I am so sorry, Linda. I'm sure. Yeah, you're well, this is Lin- this is Linda T M. You know, <laughs> unofficial copywritten, you know, non-entity. That's right. <laughs> We're... Random. It's random, actually. It's like when I first found out that television shows actually like copyright names. I found out when I was watching House, and one of the doctors was named Eric Foreman, which is the same name as the kid from that '70s show. Yippee-bee. And I found out, uh-huh. it's yeah, they 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 basically buy names so that they can use them, so that they don't get like, you know, a random Eric Foreman being like, "You've defamed my character." Oh, I always thought that was what the uh, the little scroll like any any like the characters in the show are entirely fictional. Any link between them yeah, and anyone I, alive or dead is it's completely like you know. Coincidence. I don't know. I don't. Maybe maybe there are two approaches to the same <laughs> problem, right? I don't know. Like maybe there's a reason for one versus the other, it's but yeah, some some TV and movies and stuff will do that so for Kaz, that reason. Because as a, as a PhD, there's something. I am not a doctor in any form, so, like, complete layman, but since you brought up House, I gotta ask, even if you're not that kind of doctor, I feel like you have, a, like, a, a better leg to stand on than me. So House is, like, as you're familiar with the show, he's this fantastic, amazing doctor. He, he like, he, like, he knows when it's not lupus. He, <laughs> it's never lupus, yeah. He knows, like, he, he, like, he's just like, oh, yeah, like, weird treatment you didn't think I could do with a ballpoint pen, and now they're alive, so I'm gonna walk off. Um, it bugs the fuck out of me, he doesn't know how to use a fucking cane properly. <laughs> it really bugs the fuck out of me. For anyone listening who doesn't know, and, like, if I'm wrong, like, like, get ready for me to be corrected, but you're supposed to put the cane, like, you're not... It's you're supposed to lean onto your strong leg with the cane away from your weakened limb. Yeah. Like, you, like if his if his left leg is bum, his cane should be in his right hand so that he can lean on his good leg and, mm-hmm. and he can put his weight on his good leg. And when he steps with his left leg, the cane goes out and redistributes his weight away from it. Yeah. It's, yeah, he's using it more like a crutch, which I guess metaphorically a, makes sense. Well, but... a crutch, a crutch, like, this is how I know this. I I hurt my ankle once, never broken a bone, knock on wood, but still, 
And that was how the nurse described using the crutch for me. She was like, yeah, crutch or a cane, like whenever you're taking weight off a limb, you hold it in the opposite side. And like, oh, that's... I mean, what about, what about when you're using, like, what about when you're using like crutches and like, if your left leg is messed up, you have a crutch on your right and a crutch on your left, right? You're forming like a. Oh, that's, that's like different. A... Sorry. Yeah. This, this is in yeah, the yeah, context yeah. where you can still put weight on it. Right. Whereas, yeah. like, no, I figure... you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. If you have if you have a three legged stool and two one of the legs is kind of shorter than the others, you're gonna lean you're gonna lean away from that leg. But no, he doesn't. He just yeah. leans right into it. It drives me. It drives me up the wall. It's like every time he says it's not lupus, I was like, I think it might be lupus. You can't use a cane <laughs> properly, so maybe it's lupus. <laughs> you made a typo on your PhD, ipso facto. Uh, it's a, well, okay, okay. At least that's a different skill that's wrong. Yeah. Like, at least that's yeah, like that's okay. True. You didn't go to school to like learn how to print your PhD with nice liquid lettering <laughs> and like proper grammar. But it's like you went to school to do medicine stuff, and you're doing a medicine thing wrong. I just I feel like I, I mean, feel like that should that should you should lose like that should hurt your review. <laughs> like, well, like I like I said, I think I think he literally does it on purpose, right? <laughs> he, he, so that that way, if he is messed up, like if he hurts more, then he can blame that. Or we yeah. all we all we all know that he's uh, it may be I mean, he may be in pain all the time, but it's not really as it's not really as bad as he lets across unless he makes it that way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty big oversight. There's a lot of stuff like that, and, it, and it's like, how can you get the basics wrong? Anytime you see any profession uh, transferred to television or film, there's such a I don't know, it's like an abstraction down to like, well, what does a general audience know? Okay, uh, we'll go with that. And it's they lean too they lean too far in both directions. Either it's simplistic to the point of being wrong. Or it's like height, like hyperbole to the point of being wrong. It's like, yeah, he needs a triple bypass neural ephelogram. It's like that's those aren't words that go together. If we could just bypass the cauterized node <laughs> and reconnect the nerve. Yeah. But for the record, by the way, the the P, the. A degree that I'm more focused on is uh, space engineering. So if if I'm going to start talking about anatomy, I am going to start like talking about reconnecting the the secondary circuit or repolarizing the whatever. Because so, anatomy to me is is as foreign as a concept of uh, I guess as walking properly with a cane is for house. I can I can <laughs> dig it. I can dig it. Um, I I, I got to be honest. I I. I I knew, I knew what kind of doctor you were. It was just so much mm. funnier to like in my head. To it's be a good like, setup. He's he's a doctor, and even he dislike it. <laughs> so I, I appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate you running with me on that one. Um, yeah, uh, that was fun. Um, but guess what? We're not here to talk about house. What? I, but all my notes. I know, I know, I'm like, we, I, oh, see, it's it's really my fault, because all of our emails back and forth before the show, listeners, was just me talking about House, because I'd, like, just seen it, and I was mad. Um, yeah, so that was, no, that's not the truth. I just, I get off on tangents. <laughs> but this week, um, as every week, with the exception of the one time, we're doing a show about <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> And this week we have a really uh, fun, uh, in my view, a real fun topic. It's it's about the idea 
uh, and just as a this is a broad strokes, um, it's about the idea that the Ahamkara bones asterisks maybe they weren't, but the bones that are attached to bad juju, uh, if they belong to an Ahamkara, it's about uh, what role they played uh, going into his transcendence, um, to to the, at least the ascendant plane or his ascendant form. Uh, what he did to answer the death song like how how he how he did that um to really give you the bones of it though because this is his baby uh, i'm gonna <laughs> hand it out i'm gonna hand it over to the bagels like that's that's my like that's my wow after i heard the bagels version of that taylor you've really oversimplified and hard work about it <laughs> that's that's my version of it so thanks take it away all righty so what we've got uh Entering the scene is we've got Toland and we've got Iriut down in the Hellmouth. So we've got we've got Toland who enters the scenario. He clearly wanted um, he, he clearly wanted to at least gain a better understanding of the Hive by going into the Hellmouth with the Eris Fire the Eris Fire team, the, the six infamous souls that went down and and uh, perished with the exception of Eris. But uh, when Toland goes down, he, one of his goals is uh, apparently to gain an understanding of the Death Song. And so he approaches Irgut, uh, if, if not with the full intention of listening to the Death Song, he, that's what it apparently becomes. He he wants to understand the secrets of the hive to such a degree that he's willing to essentially throw uh, throw his life away at that point. But the basis of this theory is that Toland had basically in his back pocket a an Ahamkara bone, similar to what Eris had uh, in order to survive in the Hellmouth. So we all know that Eris basically wished for a way to either survive her experience in the Hellmouth, or to find a way out of the Hellmouth. The way her lore card goes, it basically says that she, uh, she, she suddenly felt, or she, she suddenly understood the way out of the Hellmouth, is, is basically how the lore card sp- spells it out for her. Uh, but for Toland, it, basically his, his uh, Grimoire card that specifically refers to his experience with Iriute uh, is from the Hellmouth Ghost Fragment card. And so I'm going to just recite that quick. I, too, am detached from my source. The charming Iriute made her introductions, and I was very pleased to meet her. We had a conversation, a little tete a a couple old wizards exchanging definitions. I defined myself a friend. She defined for me the quiddity of death, and she sang the song of that fearful autonomy. Revelation, my friends, it does go down hard. The definition killed me. The killing redefined me. And so that is the moment where Toland experienced his quote-unquote death. So basically he listens to the death song and is is killed, but at least a portion of him remained. His, his soul, for lack of a better term, uh, still existed and persisted in the what we eventually found out to be the ascendant plane, the the sea of screams, and so he he survived that. But the question is how? In all other all of our other lore exposure to the death song, 
basically, whoever is exposed to the death song, whoever hears it, is killed. Basically, instantaneously. Uh, we've got uh, multiple references in uh, Inquisition of the Damned, where we learn about the origins of the, of the death song, where basically um, one of the the siblings that are uh, is, is is killed by the death song. Basically, they start bleeding <laughs> and hemorrhaging right there in front of the other the other sibling and just die. <laughs> it, it, there's there's really not a whole lot of pomp and circumstance to it. It's just that you die. <laughs> um, but but Tolan somehow escapes them, and the and basically the basis of the series is uh, Toland, uh he crafted the bad juju. Now, we don't know for sure what he put into the bad juju and its creation, but we do have at least one ornament that specifically refers to the Dragon's Bane, uh, which likely refers to Ankara and their ties to uh, appearance of being a dragon. Um, so we have at least one direct con- connection via a... Uh, via a ornament for the bad juju to the Amkara, if not a direct reference in the formation of the bones attached to just the plain vanilla bad juju, those could also be Amkara bones, I would argue. Uh, now we know that Amkara can shapeshift, the, so it could be that the bird-like appearance skull on the vanilla bad juju could be a Amkara bone itself. Now that's a bit of a bit of a stretch. Uh, we 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 don't have a whole lot of information there for sure to confirm that that is an Ahamkara bone. Uh, but we do know that Toland was alive during the Great Hunt of the Ahamkara. So there's a lot of facts that make it convenient that if it were an Ahamkara bone and Toland's will in order to survive and learn about the Death Song could certainly tie this all together into a neat little ribbon, uh, basically allowing Tolan to survive Iryut's death song and essentially be a soul in the Ascendant Plane. So, Kaz or Taylor, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm, I am I talk a lot, so I'm going to hand this off to Kaz. Like, what what you think, buddy? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so... Like Toland himself, I needed to uh, brush up on this topic and go a little mad with lore digging and research. I mean, the the real interesting thing about this topic is that, like any really good lore question, you're going off in several different. You have to you have to jump through several different uh, big ideas in Destiny to to put it together. Mm-hmm. The Ahamkara bones, the Death Song, Toland himself. Um, now there's there's a lot here. I have I have a, a, a counter to uh, to it being an Ahamkara bone, and I have a lot of thoughts behind it. But I want to get there eventually. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so f- start starting with the with the death song. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the uh, the Inquisition of the Dam. There was the one sister who who died, uh, and there was even the the story of the hive using, you know, like 20 death singers as a kind of uh, death star sort of thing to destroy worlds. Right? Or the coolest imagery that I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I find, what I find interesting is like with the hive death song, you have a similar idea uh, as like 
the the vex have the ability in the vault of glass to unwrite you from existence right like that's their that's their that that's what the vault of glass tries to do is just it doesn't it actually doesn't really kill you it just makes it so you don't exist which is a you know semantic definitional difference mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i find it interesting that the death song is just literally that's what it's supposed to do it just it kills you it doesn't undo you it just it, it's supposed to kill you and the language around the death song is kind of vague in terms of what it does to anything other than your corporeal to your life every time it's mentioned that i that i've seen in both the hellmouth and and even with the cards on uriut it talks about uh yes hearing it will kill you and it mentions your mind and it mentions your spirit but it doesn't exactly say what happens to it right so it's one of those things where the death song does sound like it just straight up kills you um but i find it interesting though if you keep reading on the hellmouth card right uh you you hear more from toland um, and if you'd like, I, I actually, when I stream, I sometimes do a Toland impression. So I'm going to do one for you now. Uh, uh, so later on in Ghost Rag with the Hellmouth, he says, uh, this is after he talks about, you know, the quiddity of death. And then he says, now I fly between green black suns in the labyrinth beyond Crota's god star. This is the overworld, the sea of screams. Where the throne universes of the great hive fester in eternal majesty. I move among them. I map the shapes and connections of this world. Um, so you actually, and if you're a Voidwalker, if you play as a, as a warlock and you did the Voidwalker mission uh, early in Destiny 2, you actually hear that dialogue again. So in this card, he's admitting that I, you know, that he is that he has been killed, but he still survives and he's floating around the, the, the oversoul. And where was it? If you keep reading about the oversoul, uh, where did they talk about that? They talked about how the oversoul was a, in, in the Crota's end raid was a kind of uh, a shield sort of thing for Crota himself. Ah, there we go uh what is that from what page i think it's actually from inquisition of the damned or maybe no it might actually from the books of sorrow yeah, yeah. um I think, where I think it's there. Yeah. yeah where they say we propose a method by which ascendant souls can be detached and integrated into a tautological and autonomous thanatosphere which we tentatively term an oversoul uh that could be stored in a throne world as a mechanism of enhanced death resilience as a side effect, new refinements to our death song may be achieved, moving us closer to a generally effective paracausal death impulse. So jargon aside, that paragraph seems to suggest that ascendant souls can be ripped apart and put into the oversoul, which provides a resilience for a powerful hive against a true death, I guess. So the first thing I want to posit is that maybe Toland's survival wasn't uh, unique. Maybe his survival was because he was physically killed and his essence or his paracausal I, possibilities I, I, were I put into it. That. I, I would also yeah. wanted to add that I, I know when that first came out, a lot of us were talking about, well, he must have been a Sunsinger. And res themselves. Uh, 
um, <laughs> before we saw how he rezzed, right? Sure. Before we saw him as a little blip of light. <laughs> um, I always yeah. thought that was a that was a very so, interesting uh, interesting thing. So I mean, that's oh, wait, that's one. No, oh, you're still here. I can hear you. Interrupting <laughs> you. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that. That is one uh, one thing I found interesting. lives on and then we see later uh that the oversoul's purpose was to store ascendant souls and i guess the question then to follow up is was toland ascendant when he uh was killed and i don't actually have an answer to that because i don't know what he would have had to have done to have become ascendant in destiny one we had to Basically, clothe like clothe ourselves in in Crota's essence. Yep. And yep. In Destiny Two, we you know drink a tincture of Queen's foil, which I guess is probably doing the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of gross to think about. <laughs> do Do we actually become ascendant when we drink the tincture, or is it um, um is it just kind of our essence, uh, like halfway entering the ascendant plane? That, yeah. Clear to me on either. I don't remember what the the buff says when you drink it, but I mean, even if it does say uh, ascendant or something, you may not actually be ascendant, like you said. There may be a, you know, it, right now we're seeing in Destiny there's an ascendant lens, uh, an item that can let you see into the ascendant realm. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's a it's a partial. Um, I mean, Destiny Two is all about brute forcing your way into the ascendant plane, whereas mm -hmm. Destiny One was about you know, kind of earning it and, and getting tenure sort of thing. So um, I guess it's it's arguable either way, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, so, so okay, I, I'll, you know, I'll start off, I'll, I'll just present you with you the whole thing and we can go back and forth on this. So Toland's death uh, and his, you know, subsequent survival, lots of back and forth on that. But I, I posit that he, that his, his, uh, that he continued living either on purpose because he was supposed to have been put into the oversoul. It was basically a soul battery or something. Uh, maybe the death song was sung improperly or, or, or something or slightly interrupted. Uh, when you do more quests in, in destiny two, especially during shadow keep and you, you work toward earning the death bringer, you hear like a lot of the quest dialogue talks about the death song and it, it mentions things like, you know, survive the Aurea and, uh, okay, you've heard some of the song or you eventually you actually retrieve uh, a skull. And apparently the skull has been listening to the death song somehow uh, over so long, like maybe a, a, a muted or an incomplete version of it for so long that the death song has etched itself into the skull physically mm -hmm. and we were able to kind of play it back like a vinyl <laughs> and use that to construct uh deathbringer so maybe his death was was incomplete wasn't you know didn't finish the job and and he was not completely destroyed um but if you go even further from that i mean I posit that the the ornament thing is interesting, and I hadn't I hadn't heard about that, so that that might counter what I'm saying here. But the 
I posit that the skull is actually a hive skull and that its, uh, its job, what it's doing, is it is eating light from whatever you're killing, which, again, could be arguable because you're killing hive all the time and it still, still works. But we, we've seen multiple references in Destiny 1 Grimoire about the, the hive eating light. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, not, they're not shirking away from it. They're eating it. So I, I posit that the, uh, the Tolan survival was either an accident uh, or was intentional and he's just been lost or, you know, he's a, a prisoner that's been uh, kind of released. And um, the uh, bad juju skull is actually hive in nature, and it is eating the light or the potential of whatever it's it's killing and giving it to the wielder. In this case, us. But I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be welcome to go back and forth on that. There's a lot. There's a lot of interesting back and forth on on the death song itself. It's a it's a it's a really cool topic that I haven't visited in a long time. Right, <laughs> but my only question on uh, like the the skull attached to the bad juju being a hive skull is we haven't seen uh, a hive with a skull like that. That mm-hmm. I, uh, it, it it makes more sense to me if it's a, like a shape shifted Ankara because we know that they have that ability. Yeah, but, that, uh, I mean that's very true. Like we haven't seen. I, I mean, it looks kind of like a almost. Uh, avian, like it looks like a bird or something, exactly. right? Yep. It, it's the funny thing is it, it, the the beak on a, on a bird skull should should like dissolve or should uh, disintegrate over time. It should decay. Mm. Uh, I'm like this because as as far as I'm aware, uh, bird beaks are not um, are not uh, calcified. Right. Um, so depends. Yeah. Just just fun fact depends on the species. A toucan skull has the beak. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fair enough. Know. Uh, did not know that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's that's that's one of the that's the part that gets me. Uh, if if it's a high if it's high bones, uh, it just you it doesn't. We haven't seen a hive that looks like that yet. It's 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 entirely yeah. possible, um, or that yeah. works like that, right? I mean, uh, sure, the hive killing us make them stronger, but we've not seen an example. I mean. No other hive bone. I mean, do we have hive armor uh, or or anything like that? I mean, guardians are walking around with Ahamkara bones all the time. But if we ever other other than this skull for this mission of uh, for Deathbringer, have we seen other examples of Thorn. hive bones? Thorn, Thorn yeah. yeah. The only example I can think of. Um... Hmm. <laughs> Go to Ishtar, Google. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? good, good luck searching Ishtar for hive and bone. Like you'll be here <laughs> till the till the heat death of the universe. You know? um, oh, like, it's so it's so funny. It's so funny when you're reading the lore, and anytime the words whisper, worm, bone, <laughs> you're going down the hole, my friend. <laughs> I, I always like how they casually throw around like, oh, insert adjective mine. noun <laughs> here mine like oh wielder mine oh wisher mine oh shaxi part. mine <laughs> the great part is it's used both in the context of the hive and the I am Ankara just to confuse matters more so yeah. you don't know if they're actually connected or if, if there's if they're just uh like a red herring sort of thing honestly sort of thing. honestly mm-hmm. I bet it's I bet it's I bet it's something dumb like the hive heard it once and thought it sounded neat 
just has nothing yeah. to do with anything. They're just like, no, we think that sounds neat. Like they they them saying it is like the Romans having Greek gods. Yeah. I think this god is neat. I'm just gonna I'm gonna change his name, but he's he's a neat god. <laughs> well, it's like uh, I mean, we've seen how powerful worship is in and out of the lore, and I mean, with the hive and with some other races and other other lore. Uh, belief will override reality, right? So if they just have a chant of, oh, whatever mine, if they believe it gives them power, it might do uh, because it's mm-hmm. what they believe, right? So yeah, I could totally see them being like, oh, no, 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 it's a magic, it's a magic phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, I, I do want to do a deep dive on the anthem anatheme at some point because it is a fascinating topic and it just pops up over and over again. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So to, to keep going on the death song in the uh, I was looking at into Uryut and um, in her lore card, I, th- I think it's Tolan. Somebody is questioning how can how can Uryut sing the death song without herself dying? Right. Uh, the the specific uh, question is how then would she know the song and sing it without herself dying? Perhaps they know a way to make themselves part of the song, uh, part of something vast and burning that rots and peels into ash, but never, ever ends. And I think that's an interesting point, too. Like, it's, um, you know, when you think about a song having some kind of uh, ability, it, 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 I mean, for me, I, whenever I think that if anyone hears the song, then it will cause the same effect on, on all of them. But maybe it's, maybe it's a targeted thing or... Yeah, or maybe Uriut, you know, it's like, okay, now this is the refrain for Guardians, you know? Actually, I I really think it would be very hivey for them to do something like take their claws and just rupture their own eardrums. Oh, yeah. It's like, hold on a sec. (laughs) Purposeful Beethoven, you know, where they're just, they make the music, but they can't hear it themselves. What's Uh, interesting is is thinking back to, like, uh, uh, Inquisition of the Damned. And where we've got one of the, the siblings learning the death song. And it's pretty clear that she is still... She she still has her hearing at, at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, while, while she's still learning the death song. So it, unless it's, it reaches a point where you have to essentially deafen yourself in order to be able... Once you've learned it in its, in its uh, final form, maybe mm-hmm. then you have to deafen yourself. But until that point... Um, she doesn't have to, but it's it's also pretty clear uh, in Inquisition that it's like the the death song is kind of a lost art for most of the hive. Like that that's kind of the the glimpse that I get into it. Yeah, and I, I remember in the raid, uh, you it again you have to hear the whole song right mm-hmm. uh in order it's not like it's the final note that gets you it's all of the notes including the final that gets you mechanically it's so you can have a chance to actually stop her but lore wise it's yeah it does sound like you have to hear the whole thing to be undone mm-hmm. which i'm kind of wondering if if uh hearing the whole thing would damage the or you know the singer i guess uh could you learn part of it and you know, could could ten people learn parts of the song and then perform? And I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess they have an immunity to it that is never really explained. Whether it's a directed thing or whether they're not susceptible for 
you know, because they literally can't hear it or there's some other reason. Well, I, um, I, I always wondered uh, with that, because he, he responds, he finishes it, right? That That's how he resurrects. Um, even told him? At least in part, yeah. He, he doesn't just listen to the song and then, like, boom, he resurrects. Like, he learns the song and uses the song. Uh... Like, otherwise, otherwise, like, he didn't need to learn it. Well, I mean, like, where... Okay, so where are you Where are you basing that off of? Because, I mean, I, I just caught up on Tolan's lore today. It's been... It's been a, it's been a journey. Uh, it, but... it's a, if I recall correctly, it's in the card where it happens. Like he mm. approaches her, he approaches her to learn it. He doesn't approach it just to hear it. True. I mean, he does say he learned it, but I mean, I guess there's a difference between I'm I'm terrible at hearing lyrics, so I'd have to hear a song a few times to to pick <laughs> it up. But uh, like the, the point, the I point, mean, it's yeah, and it's and it's after she sings it, right? Like what what happens? He doesn't like he doesn't just like flash into light. Like it, the the song the song is. Yeah, well, he, sa he says yeah. the the definition killed me. I guess yeah. the definition could be well. He says the the quiddity of death, um, the killing redefined me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be that he and, and that that does come up later in uh, in the Shadowkeep quest because you 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 talk about learning the song, becoming the orca, uh, you know, becoming the choir and. There's a lot of there's all of this language that that implies that once you learn either the whole song or part of it, um, you can you can buff yourself against it. You can use it to your you can bend it to your own will. I mean, at the end near the end of the quest, um, Eris says, you know, let. <laughs> funny enough, she says, let the death song protect you as it rends those who once cheered its wicked power. So maybe it's a once you know, you know, the magic, you are able to protect yourself against it, I guess. Yeah. Some sort it's, of immunity that you build up like while, a, while you learn it. It's like blue magic in Final Fantasy. Once you get hit by it, you know the spell now. Mm. Which, but the question is, is like, <laughs> how fast does that happen, right? Like if you, uh, if someone is singing you to death, <laughs> is, there a, is there a moment where you, like, you can learn it faster than you are you know, then you die, and maybe Tolan learned it in his last moment, and he used that knowledge to. I think. I think if that kills you, because I hear me out here. I think if that's what kills you, I think it just changes you. Because if hmm. I'm hearing Tolan right, like the death is what changed and redefined him. Right. The, the problem with Tolan is he uses floral language, so it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to take him particularly literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but 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 I mean, un, un... I, I I know yes, where you're coming from, but like yeah. I I mean, like it can't <laughs> even 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 when you you know even when you write with a with a flourish, like you're still writing with intent, mm -hmm. like it's not like otherwise you're just saying words mm -hmm. that mean nothing, like uh, so that's <laughs> well no to Tolan his words mean something whether or not the meaning is obvious is not always apparent I like I'm here for that conversation but like he I doesn't agree. he doesn't just say stuff like I feel like Savathun would just say shit mm -hmm. no I yeah, agree yeah. like well, Tolan is always trying to get a point across with with his words he he always has an intent behind I think behind it's the I think it's the, one of the first things your your ghost says about him is like oh he must be fun at parties right because <laughs> he says something with a meaning but it's like oh my god <laughs> you know
I'm always doing that with my with my community. I'll, you know, just take anything and then exaggerate it into the most obscene floral language, and then that you know, <laughs> or or just make everything sound like fatalistic and pointless, nihilistic. You know, I I really I really got to say this. This all just makes me think of Toland as like an evil version of Robin Williams' character in Dead Poet Society. <laughs> Like, Rise up upon your desks, guardian. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like it comes out, and like his the reason he read you, oh captain, my captain, makes no fucking sense. Like, oh his... captain, mine. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying it. He's saying it to teach you, but he is not happy with you. Like, he's not, he does not want to encourage you to learn this. He wants to punish you. <laughs> like, it it is it is funny to to go back and read about how angry he got after King's Fall, you know, where mm -hmm. he's just like, "Okay, you've done the thing. Where are you going? No, no, seriously, why where are you, you going? Why would you leave? I after I led you after you chased me around the room, you're just going to leave? <laughs> <laughs> I set this whole thing up for you. Well, I, I don't, he didn't really, but uh, certainly Mara and and Eris and he he had his little place to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Just going through in that same quest for Deathbringer, uh, Tolan says, uh, talking about the secret frequencies of the Death Song, its mysteries are now ours to bind and enslave. Its power is now yours to inflict at will. You are choir and conductor. You are, as ever, death. What's interesting about that is the lore in the Deathbringer uh, item says thus is the song an end and those who join its choir are death and nothing more i find kind of funny about that speaking of language if you are not going into you know spin foil theory if you're just reading it as written someone says that something is death and nothing more you're like oh that's the end close the book but i mean death could be an entity it could be a state Right, like maybe death isn't final. It is this transformation or this, you know, this redefinition. I guess as Tolan might put it. I, again, we don't we don't really know because, uh, well, you know, it's lore. But I don't know. Uh, I I well, it it, it makes me wonder because it's because I, I guess to your point, you know, I guess someone could write the song and never hear it. Uh, but like, you know, demonstrably it's the, the hive are not big on, uh, their, their language is kind of big to pass around sheet music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the Ahamkara, like the Ahamkara theory is pretty, is pretty sound. We know that another member of the fire team had an Ahamkara bone and that, uh, we don't have a reference i think to any of the other members of the fire team being involved with the great hunt i mean I, we know that that eris was specifically mm -hmm. with uh ikora i think in an instance but it's not hard to imagine that they would be and and you you're not going to tell me that toland isn't going to seek out like ahamkara if he had the chance right um, well i'm just i'm wondering i'm wondering what role it played uh like for me i like the idea that uh you know he just kind of wished that he could survive it yeah and yeah he, he he, didn't, i don't he didn't yeah. say how so becoming like a blip of light you know he's the only one who's become that and uh, granted he's the only like guardian there, there's a lot of onlys in his transformation mm -hmm. only mm -hmm. being from the soul system only human like only like you know, there's a lot of onlys so a lot very very unique circumstance 
but like that that does seem like a very like monkey's paw way for it to work out exactly like hey yeah. like i would like to survive this song like okay like you'll technically survive that's one of my favorite parts about this theory is that it's very it results in how exactly you would think an amkar wish would result it it just basically says yep you get to survive but in this uh, quote-unquote diminished form i i I guess is how i would put it but uh i mean he's he's kind of jazzed about it you remember when he's when he starts uh i forget which poet it is but uh you know going back to robin williams when he when he talks about how he's like dancing he's the wing creature like yeah, when you first see him in Destiny 2, he's, like, talking about Dante and being Virgil, right? Yeah, being your, yeah. your guide through the the Hellmouth. Um, I mean, you're right. It does it does fit exactly how you would expect, uh, you know, Monkey's Paw, Bad Genie, Ahamkara Wish. And it's funny because no matter how you slice it, uh, Tolan's story is, is, is pretty, like, sad, but not just, like, you know, the opposite of unhappy, but sad as in kind of a little bit pathetic. I mean, he chased after this and then he became this ball of light. Uh, I, you know, he can't really affect change other than being a manipulative whisperer. Um, well, it's, 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 I mean, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go I was going to say there's, there's a, there's a great literary irony in him considering himself Virgil. Cause obviously there's the guide reference to Dante's Inferno, but I mean, if what is, what is actual Virgil most famous for? The, the Aeneid, uh, which is just basically stealing the Odyssey. Right. And yeah. Making it your own. <laughs> and what is Tolan most famous for like in, in the game world? Like not, not, not with us, the fans who know a lot more. He's just most famous with being, like, way too into the hive. Yeah, true. You know, <laughs> trying to get all of their... Yeah. I mean, even even his fire team said that, right? That that's all he cares about is... Mm-hmm. He wasn't there to kill Crota, he was there to learn about it. <laughs> and it's, well, <laughs> well, well, what's really funny, funny about that is, like, anything Tolan does in those people's eyes is really something the hive did, because he's just stealing from them. Or learning yeah. from them. Like, he's true. not really, yeah. like, innovating, he's just translating. Yeah. Which is which is really like I mean it's like a, another level I hadn't really considered. <laughs> so I I went back and I was checking out the Bad Juju quest because how did we get Bad Juju in Destiny One? I don't remember. It was a drop. It was a drop. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Destiny Two, you you basically yeah you uh, you punch your way into the Ascendant Realm through the the Leviathan. And it's been a while since I've done this quest. You kill a lot of Taken, and you hear Tolan's voice, and there's, like, the skull, like, a, an apparition of the skull is, like, floating over the uh, <laughs> Ascendant Leviathan, and you kill a bunch of things, and I guess you empower it. You... And now you, now you take the skull back and put it on the well, gun. It's, it's really weird because I could never... Like, who's pulling the strings in that, right? Is it yeah. the Emperor? Because that's his gift to you. It's in a fucking chest. That's true. Um, yeah. Or is it Toland? Or is it some combination of the Emperor has this thing, gives it to you, and then Toland, like, blipping around in the Ascender Realms, like, oh, snap, he gave it to him, huh? Or them, the Guardian. Let's yeah. uh, let's do some stuff. Hey, come come into this Ascendant Realm. I'm gonna... No, it's cool. We're gonna kill a bunch... No, no, it'll be fine. Come, just, just come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that, and then it's like, 
Yeah. So okay, if we if we went on the if we if I mean it is in a chest. Uh, the emperor did give it to us. We had to do we had to show a bunch of tributes in order to even access it. Are we doing him a favor there? Because I I did feel like that's what we were doing. We were like cleaning up the. Uh, I can't remember if there was dialogue behind this, but I thought it, it basically implied that the Ascendant Realm had kind of been pushing into the Leviathan, and we were, again, we were cleaning up, you know, Callus's mess. Uh... And, and on, like, to the reason I ask is because I'm like, what, what was the point of doing that? And at the very end, when there's, a, like, there's an apparition of the skull, and you kill, and as you kill the... It, it's a it's somehow visually attaining power why and uh, how that if, that might help us like if it's a that might help us understand what the object is the or the it could dots, be a fake the dots on on uh Callus's side as i connect them are all related to like uh you know crown of sorrow so it's mm -hmm. it's i mean at best i would say there's a very strong possibility he did that because you know you go into the ascendant realm what do you fight you fight taken if yes. i recall correctly right so i mean right. that that could just be putting up a barrier to slow down sabathun while he does research um on like hive and runes and like other stuff because uh, obviously he doesn't stop but that i mean that it if that is the case there, that would not be the last time we would do something in that sort of, like, poking and prodding they're both doing to each other. On Callus's behalf. Because, honestly, the, the crown of Zara, as I see it, that guy, that guy is, that guy is being controlled by Sabathun. Or at least, like, driven mad by Sabathun into, like, a berserker, now there are three of me. Right. Kill, kill me, mean... kill me and the other bath babies. Yeah, it was it, yeah, it was a it was a Trojan horse bad cerebro, right? Where it's like, oh, cool, a helmet that can control the hive. Oops, no, it's got it didn't have the latest antivirus installed, and now it's <laughs> controlling you. I thought I thought it was one of those things like he found it or something he was fighting in the hive that like he controls like had it, and he was like, man, I wonder what this does. Wasn't it that hive war moon? That yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was in one of the Athenaeum worlds or something. I thought that's um, okay, like a. Sorry, I I thought that's I thought the hive he had on that ship did not come from the soul system. Like I thought it was a like I thought that was something he had. Hmm. Like I I didn't think that was something he did once he came to start interacting with us. I like I I thought that was just a different part of his ship we <laughs> that like spilled out into the parts we'd been in before. Yeah, I I I mean again, there's the the problem with this with this tangent is there's there's uh, too many questions, I think. Like, if, however he got this skull, whatever it is, and I, I mean, I see generally what we've been doing for Callus is, is cleaning up his mess or, or cleaning up a mess for him. Fighting off the Legionnaires, fighting off the Legionnaires again, or the Red Legion again. Um, and I, 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 I haven't done that quest in a long time. Yeah, the Vex with Argos, right? So I always saw that bad juju quest i think it's called the other side or something yep. i i thought it was kind of like yeah you know I, I i poked my way into the ascendant realm and now it's messing with the with the leviathan go and contain it go clean it up or whatever and when I'm you do yeah and then when you do again at the end you're presented with a gift um and what we see in the in the mission could be fake like, like I said, it's weird to see a skull with a bunch of stuff, a bunch of 
energy floating up to it, but it could mean nothing. It could be a complete fake or, or it could be part of empowering the, the skull or, or whatever, um, or it could just be a, uh, in like a, a game mechanic that doesn't, you know, doesn't mean anything. But again, it, it then it raises the question of where did he get it? Um, how, you know, how did he get that? And I don't know, there's always kind of a, a, a squiggly line connecting Destiny 1 and 2, but it's like, where did it come from? Because if we just randomly found it in Destiny 1, put it in our vault, what, did the Red Legion destroy it, pick it up, bring it, attack uh, the Leviathan, drop it off in the Ascendant Realm, Callus found it, put it in a box for you? <laughs> I don't know. I will say we did forge the bad juju in, in D1. I, I looked up the quest line, and really? it was actually pretty long. <laughs> in D1? Uh, in D1, yeah. I thought it was a drop. Nope. Uh, so you had to complete a nightfall, complete 25 strikes, bring a journal to the gunsmith, and exchange that uh, ju- the basically a coupon for a darkness-infused weapon frame from Xur. So Xur's <laughs> involved with it as well. Um, oh god <laughs> and then uh deliver the weapon frame to the gunsmith uh and earn ten thousand points in the crucible and then return to the gunsmith and get the bad juju so it was actually pretty involved yeah wow <laughs> i'm trying to remember is that the toils. <laughs> yeah, it was called tolan's legacy was the quest line hmm. okay so yeah, <laughs> that was quite the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot some of those quest lines in D one were just really long. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's. I think that's a year two thing because I'm looking at it right now and it says it can drop from Trials of Osiris, Nightfall, Zer, like King's Fall item. That could be two. I think that's yeah. yeah I, mean... I think that's a powered up version. Because I, I, I remember getting it as a drop. It was one of my first ones, and I was terrible with it, so I was really upset. This article from 2015. <laughs> so, let's see, 20, 2014 was when... It would have been, 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 yeah, so it would have been this, a year two this, quest, is, is what This would have been, saying. yeah, t- Taken King. Yeah. So then yeah. I guess the question is, is D1 Bad Juju the same weapon, as or the, the same model of frame, or whatever you want to call it, as D2 Bad Juju? I right. mean... <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll probably never know that one, but um, yeah. Well, if it's a, again, if it's a, if it's related to Sabathun and it's related to the Hive, then it could be either. But it could be a Hive bone. It could be a Hive instrument. Like the the bones of them could be. I don't know what that would be. It's uh, or it could be just uh some sort of avian bone that we infuse hive magic into as well. That is right. entirely on the table. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a hive bone for it to qualify uh, for mm. hive magic. Um, I did find it interesting. I mean, I know that the, uh, the Chronicon is not, the Chronicon <laughs> is not really like anything, but I did find it interesting when researching this where uh, the apparent, according to that, Callus was most worried about Told it, uh, uh-huh. because because he basically in terms of who's going to survive the longest a little ball of light that can float around the ascendant realm who has no form is pretty hard to kill mm-hmm. um, and literally so, had to resurrect him in order to kill him <laughs> right and the way that they did that was they <laughs> they learned the death song and reversed it sang mm-hmm. him back to life and then killed him which is funny because the death song is off it was referenced as being trying to learn the song of life and creating the inverse uh-huh, or like exactly. 
<laughs> I mean, random random factory uh, listeners. I'm living in France, and they have a slang where they take words and they reverse them. But sometimes people will reverse the reversal, <laughs> and it doesn't go back to the normal. Version. I was okay. Okay, like, I was I was gonna point this out. Um, as, as, a, as I really, I, I have I have a story to share with this. Please, please continue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that, like, like words, like, the syllable will be off. So, for example, the word for woman is femme, and the the verlan, which is slang backward, like, it's the slang, mean, the the version of it is, uh, uh, what is it? Muff, like, femme to muff, and then they reverse it back, and it becomes, uh, what is it? Femme? Femme? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's like, wait a minute, you you did two reversals. It should be back to the original form, but it's not. I, I just... okay, okay, okay. So what's really hilarious about that is when I was growing up back on old Windows, one thing that I used to like to do as like a preteen was make <laughs> recordings of me saying stupid shit, reverse it backwards, and then reverse the reverse because it absolutely does not go back the way that it was originally recorded. <laughs> it absolutely... <laughs> it 100%. And so then what I would do is learn how to say it backwards record me saying it backwards and then reverse that <laughs> Yvonne on right dude yeah yeah and i i just remember i remember i changed uh my i guess it's kind of like a like a foster brother but like a, uh shay i changed his computer noise uh noises to say shay is fat but like i recorded me saying tof niche and then i played that backwards <laughs> And so it was, like, all varying degrees of me, like, saying it with different emphasis. Like, no matter what he did, and it would come up. Uh, that was, yeah, that was a good time. But they are absolutely right that it does not go back the way that it, that it first. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's what I was thinking earlier about the, the death song, is that it, it's all, I mean, in the Inquisition, they talk about it being a, a you know, I guess, pun intended, dying art, but... It's also a really imperfect one where, you know, (laughs) I guess as far as the hive are concerned, if you sing a song and someone dies or a world explodes, eh, it's a death song. doesn't matter if it's in the right key or or whatever. I mean, if it's close enough, it's close enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You'd think like an official death singer would get it right uh, so that whatever happened to Toland either was purposeful or he again, he found a loophole somehow. Um, but again, yeah, it's it's hard to say. It it's it, it is hard to say. And again, we've got Toland using flowery language, but he does say that the charming Iriute made her introductions, and I was very pleased to meet her. We had a conversation, a little pet Iute, a couple old wizards exchanging definitions. So basically, it, it could be said that Toland actually had a conversation with Iriute. And he basically said that he wanted to listen to the song um, and learn from it. And Iryu could have actually fulfilled that that wish directly. Like, maybe there's a way that you can sing the death song that doesn't make it uh, make it so it kills you, or kills your soul, or whatever you want to refer to it in Destiny as. Right, uh, so then, do you think... I mean, do you think that she was le- that he said hello, friend, and she said hello, and he said sing me the de- teach me the death song. She said okay, so she did, and his physical form died, and she goes cool, and she just stuffed him into the oversoul. Like, it, do you think that's what happened? Where it's it's entirely possible. 
like in a more material sense it's like i have taught you this skill but i'm still imprisoning you right yeah and then he was imprisoned until either crota's or oryx's death or well yeah well probably yeah probably which... crota's death. yeah yeah that's what yeah i mean that that's interesting too because one of the questions that was brought up i think by taylor earlier is uh why do we not see any other like uh oversoul prisoners i mean mm -hmm. is it because he's a guardian is it because he had a a wish i mean we don't know or maybe we have encountered them or maybe their their will wasn't strong enough or or whatever there's there's so so many questions on that like maybe some of the Patrols you run across on the moon are actually semi-escaped uh, souls, if if you will, from the Oversoul. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe they are just fallen guardians who fell in the Great Disaster. They do seem to have a a mostly humanoid form to them. But yeah, where where did the rest of them go? Because <laughs> I remember that Oversoul. It was huge and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Toland is you know the size of a ghost, so I don't know. I don't know if it computes, but there, there would probably be a lot uh, of of stored, you know. I guess we want to use hive language, thanatical energy, thanatological <laughs> energy in there. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Oh, um. So, oh, by, by the way, guys, uh, at, at one point my audio cut out, and I think earlier in the recording I was just like talking over you. So sorry. Oh. No, it's it's okay. I I, uh, I was interrupting you a little bit too because you were talking about uh, the possible the theory that Tolan was a, a sun singer, but no, it's okay. It, it yeah, worked so out. Sorry, sorry about that. I didn't lose any of your audio though. Like super swearsies. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so then, I guess I guess a question on that is on on this topic is: Do we? I mean, what what do we think the fate of Toland is going to be? Or, or yeah, I guess what, what do we think is going to happen with Toland? Will he continue to just be this this explorer slash guide in the ascendant realm? I mean, does he have any other? I mean, um, I feel like he's other in, wish. I feel like if I mean, I we, I think ultimately Toland is on the side of. Not necessarily the traveler, but he is on the side of humanity. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would tend to agree. He's a by any means necessary kind of on the side of humanity, even if it mm -hmm. means like sacrificing some humans. I, I've always seen it as like he subscribes to the sword logic uh, in in his own way, but in a way that supports humanity. Like he he believes that creating the final shape that's either in the way in the shape of humanity or. Um, defeating the enemy by their own methods, sort of, sort of way. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he and he and Osiris have that in common, where they view the, the speaker's dogma. They literally both have said that, uh, you know, too dogmatic. It's too small-minded, and uh, trying to use the enemy's strengths against them, and just frustrated at the kind of limited perspective of you know the vanguard or or, or others <laughs> um so i mean i wonder do you think we'll you know we'll go into the ascendant realm and we'll pull out our seed of silver wings and throw a stasis bomb and he'll <laughs> say good job guardian you have transcended your design or something like I, i'm I just curious as to how how that because he's he's not happy with us because we haven't 
taken up the, the, the mantle, of, the the mantle of exactly uh, so uh, i don't know i i i feel like the whole seed situation i mean if i were writing it it'd be something messed up of like okay like thanks for the gift mask i guess we don't have to do this <laughs> see you guys later we're gonna go no like do your thing i think there's a fallen on this moon i don't know thanks <laughs> bye it's just like you did it for no reason like what or you did it for a reason but it didn't really help you or didn't like right well, the mean, way like, you thought it was like maybe I mean, you helped him yeah i mean however we get you know stasis powers you would think that toland would be happy with this because we are you know Using we are enemies strengths again i yeah I, we're, we're continuing that journey but i, I guess go on I, I really sorry. I was just gonna say I, I, we need to invite you back because if if the powers are stasis, uh, I have a theory that they can't work in the vacuum of space because there's no moisture for it to freeze. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna start getting the memes pouring in here now on what is ice and uh, and, and what all is this. Ice? I saw... I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I saw a really good image that somebody had drawn where it was a. Uh kind of like a microsoft paint venn diagram but it was talking about how you know there's there's water ice there is you know carbon dioxide ice right dry it's, ice um it's it's the, I, the frozen it, it, it's frozen uh whatever whatever the substrate is it, it's frozen it's frozen solid so right yeah. yeah or or it's just absolute i mean yeah, it, absolute it, zero is is a is a theoretical thing, but absolute zero would be the halting of be complete halting of energy. But I don't know what that would what that would make or become. If you had a if you had a hypothetical cube of space that you suddenly reduced to absolute zero, uh, I don't know what does that what does that mean, right? That um, that reminds me of a that reminds me of a of a comic book juxtaposition. So in DC Comics, in a, one of the I think it was in Flashpoint, but basically, uh, this this like B villain guy, uh, sort of he's, he's really campy, but Captain Cold. Uh, he he was in uh he was actually in the um the CW shows actually as a much better version. But he's Captain Cold. Like he has a cold gun. That's his thing that he does. He wears a parka. Right. Allow me to break the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then there's then there's now that you mention Mr. Freeze, and Mr. Freeze is the Batman character, very famous, uh, frozen guy, and they're fighting because in Flashpoint, Captain Cold is like a hero. He's like the the, mm. the most popular hero in in the world, and Freeze is attacking him, and he's like, "Yeah, man, you just freeze things," and he's like, "He's like, my gun brings it to zero, <laughs> and just like overpowers him and like completely shatters like Mister Freeze." And yeah. it was it was just like it was amazing. I was like, "Yes, that is a big difference." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's interesting too because with with absolute zero, I mean. Energy is transferred through the movement of particles, right? Like heat itself is on a theoretical level, heat is the motion of of the average kinetic motion of particles. Yep. Um, and when even if you're thinking about uh, electricity, magnetism uh, or, or something changing its state, what usually happens is is, is an electron uh, will will slow down or usually slow down, but sometimes speed up, and it will transfer a quantum of energy. As the quantum mechanics is all about that, and it's just 
basically you imagine an electron slows down and in doing so it releases a certain type of energy and that uh you know that 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 empowers a few other systems but i i would in a way you could see that slowing something to absolute zero would stop all energy you could also see it at the moment that it happens that it creates a sudden burst of energy like a uh, an exo or an endothermic reaction where all the the heat is absorbed but yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm really excited to learn about the the what the actual lore of stasis is because one, you know, there's questions on how connected to the darkness is it because this is another thing about destiny is that oh it's the darkness is it though is it like actually mm -hmm. the dark like put me on the phone with the darkness no 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 I don't want the pyramids I don't want the hive I don't want the deep I want the darkness I would so, like to speak you know, to the darkness manager please I've been hearing the just... death song on repeat on hold for six years. Uh, can I, yes. you know, the death song is the cool? elevator music in the darkness building, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're trying to actually get to the upper management, so I don't know, but yeah, I, I am, I am curious to see if, uh, if Tolan, like, what part Tolan would have to play because there's hints now that there's something else going on, and if we get any, you know, once we get more. Uh, Awoken activity, there will likely be some, uh, you know, ascendant shenanigans, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do wonder if Tolan is going to be, you know, will he be happy or will he be thinking that we're taking the wrong step? Will he do the same thing everybody else does and worry that we're, I don't see him doing that. I don't see him being worried that we're going to go down the wrong path toward darkness. I mean, maybe he could, he could say, Hey, take it from me. Uh, <laughs> With learning things for its own sake can be pretty dangerous, Guardian. But yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. It, I'm yeah, just wondering. Yeah, he definitely seems like the type where he would much much rather egg us on towards towards our eventual goal, learning how to use and or manipulate the darkness um, for for the power of stasis. He, I mean, that that seems to be his his whole mo is to. Uh, basically learn as much about the darkness and how how to actually use it um well, I, I, think, I think with all of the enemies there's always at least like one guardian who wants to figure out how to like weaponize or make friends with them um yeah. in the hive slash like taken's case we have toland um and then you know obviously the vex have their osiris and then i feel like with the fallen we kind of have a you know not just one person because you have mithrax and then you have his fire mm -hmm. team who've like made friends with him uh so like a slightly different situation there um and then you know you know offshoots of the fallen notwithstanding so obviously i'm not counting the the siva or the <laughs> or the skirt yeah right any of that um so I feel like there's always there's always going to be someone who's going to have an opportunity to kind of like nudge us in that direction. If if it is a darkness based power, that is if that is how it turns out, you know, I think it makes complete sense to uh, to have Tolan involved in some way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because even when he's not like directly helping us, even when he's just like saying shit like he does on the moon, <laughs> yeah, he's not even helping you. He's just like he's just like talking to you because he can. Because you showed that, up to listen. Do you think that he... I mean, I was just thinking about this, uh, trying to go back to remember how his ghost died. I mean, are we... Does Toland... Does he just wish to continue living in this way, if we can call it life? I mean, does he want anything else? 
Uh, I mean, I, I, I could see him, I could see him being satisfied with this because he can travel through the ascended plane. He's, you know, he can, uh, presumably immortal in terms of enduring. Um, he doesn't seem to like, there's never other than talking, there doesn't seem to have been any development on his character since his transformation. I, I could personally see him making multiple wishes if 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 that's what he so did. Mm -hmm. uh, that being, like for example, I wish to transcend this plane of his existence. I wish to uh, understand the Death Song. I wish to um, be uh, become one with the darkness or so something to that that effect. Uh, just similar wishes like that, where they could all have a very and effectively moving him, moving his soul over to the ascendant plane. All, all those, the way I see it, all those could have the same. Effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I was just reading up again on his on on the departure of his ghost, and uh, as far as I remember, his ghost just separated from him at some point. Like uh, the final transmission is, uh -huh. you know, he's he's uh, saying, "Yeah, Toland is going off to learn the song of death." So what did Toland just? Tell his ghost to, you know, tell his ghost goodbye, and then his ghost, I guess, got trapped by the by the hive anyway. Like, I think his ghost got caught up in the song. Okay, yeah, because that's what like that's the same thing that happens to Simotus. Yeah, which it gets, again, it gets separated from her, and then like we recently, more recently, found it and find out that it's the song, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that again speaks toward the intentional and directional power of the death song. It's probably whatever hears it, unless again they're they're they can modify the song to specifically target you know guardians or their ghosts or anything paracausal. I don't know. Um, but I was just reading about that because I was thinking like if Tolan wanted to come back, he could have come back by now. There, there. I mean, he could. He, he could find other powers to to transfer if he had an uh, Amkar bone. If he wanted to come back, he could he could uh, well, wish his way back. Or I well, I wonder, I wonder because I mean, I I think I think to to the question, I honestly I don't think the hive care if hive die from the song. I think that's a mm. perfectly reasonable thing for them because it's for ascendant hive who hide their death, so they don't actually die. They just go back to their ascendant realm. Mm. Um, and that's if like point. thrall die, who cares? Like, that's that's what they're there for. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, at the end of the day, right? And then so Toland has gone to the ascendant realm, but he hasn't hidden his death anywhere. He's kind of in a, like a real unique position. Um, he's. I mean, it's almost like, you know, for lack of a better word, he's like a ghost, aberration, like whatever you want to call, like, you know, a floating little thing of light, because he's just, he's in transition. He hasn't actually completed the process that the song is meant for. Yeah. There are those that have made the argument that Poland has a throne world as well. Like, he could have crafted one in advance, um, somehow garnering that knowledge. I, I don't know, necessarily subscribe to it myself. I uh, worth mentioning as a possibility, though. So I I don't know if he could have done it in advance. I think he could have known about it in advance, and sure. since have done it. But then it's like, why doesn't he have a body anymore? Like he's the same thing as far as I know that he was right after the song, and he's just been like exploring the ascendant realms. 
I guess to that point, from what we know about Throne Worlds, you have to have like a ritual performed in order to bring you back from your Throne World as a physical being. So, uh, like, well, that was the the ritual. Are, are you referring to Crota? Yeah, Crota. Um, they're I think they're trying Crota. to use his Oversoul to supplant to supplant the fact that like that's like a that's like a backup a la altered carbon as far as i see it like there's the oversoul mm-hmm. there's where you hide your death in your ascendant realm and then there's your form in this world right so in crota's case we had to kill all three we like smash the oversoul and then there's mm-hmm. a ritual that they're doing later it's uh his sisters they're trying to resurrect the oversoul so that they can bring him back okay mm. um yeah that's that's kind of funny too to imagine that the only reason Toland isn't back is a combination of he doesn't want it and nobody's called the right phone number. Right? <laughs> well, what if what if Toland's just stuck as an Oversoul? Like Crota's Oversoul was stored in that crystal, but like, yeah. what? How does it exist when when you don't have a crystal to store it in? Yeah, because I mean, he even talks about that. I don't know if it's if it's the ghost fragment one, but he talks about. Uh, where was it? Something about learning the royal secret where death becomes a chrysalis. So I guess that's the oversoul, or at least um, the crystal, right? Yeah, or at least the yeah the crystal. Yeah, because that's. It, I mean, that's I when I first heard about Tolan, that's what I had presumed that it was like a well that he that he's a, a ghost in the classical sense. He is trapped between you know someone tried to sing him to death, something was interrupted, so he was. You know, uh, he was three quarters of the job was done, right? Um, that's how I first envisioned Toland was he was, but it certainly, certainly does kind of work in his favor. I mean, he doesn't seem to miss being a person, like being a, a physical being. There are multiple advantages, uh, and it, you can't even say that he's co- you know condemned to float around the dreadnought because he showed up on the moon and the Leviathan. You know, it's just another question as to how connected is the ascendant realm exactly well he's in he's in the ascendant realm as well he's in the dream yeah. city that's what i mean like he yeah. he i mean this is a perfect gig for him i mean he as far as we know he can't die die or die again or whatever i call it yeah. um i mean even callus seems who who seems to know a bit more about you know darkness and things like this believes that that toland is a is an enduring Entity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, then there's the theory that Callus is really the head, right? So is Callus the same thing? Just with maybe more will exerted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why he's upset about it? That's yeah. That's really possible. Um, you, like, <laughs> he thought he had this, like, sweet gig all to himself. <laughs> and yeah. it's, like, it's like when you have a really cool shirt and you're ready to wear it, and then you go to the bus stop, and your friend shows up in the same shirt. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Fun fact: in university, three of my friends, uh, we we had this problem for about a month because apparently we would always do our laundry on the same day, and the shirt would be at the same place in the pile for about for about a month. Every week, once a week, we would show up wearing the same shirts. That's Ridiculous. amazing. I, yeah. like I I I love that especially because I feel like depending on the shirt you might be really jazzed by it. 
You might. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're all fans of this of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Scooter Squad look like a <laughs> look like got a little uniform on. Like you got it. <laughs> um, with uh, as far as far as Tolan though, um, I. Yeah, I, I, I really struggle to, like, I have an idea about what his endgame is about, but I don't really know what his endgame is. Um, I know what his function is in-game, but if, like, <laughs> I were, like, but if, if they, like, honestly, like, it's one of those things where if they wrote, like, a novel about Toland from his perspective, it would be very illuminating because it might be this complete and utter, like, difference than what we assume or how like his function like lends to his behavior uh, it would be yeah absolutely fascinating just a lore book from tolan's perspective well he's one of those oh characters God. like yeah like oh it, it's it's like uh or even if we just could get the comic like like it would the comic could do for him what it did for osiris mm-hmm. absolutely yeah true i mean i i i forgot that he uh he he met mara in the ascendant realm mm-hmm. um you know, they, well, he tried talking to her and she screamed at him, basically. <laughs> uh, she bomb-logicked him real hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe yeah. he just doesn't have that strong of a will. Maybe that's part of it. And that might be because part of his will's not his own. You know, he was a guardian. Yeah. I mean, and then... That's the interesting, like, the the lore here is funny because every character you have, like, seven different contributing factors, which then connect to, like, ten different factions, <laughs> right? Because it's like, well, why didn't Tolan die? Well, he was a guardian, and he had this, the death song sang to him, and he might have been in the, maybe the death song in the Ascended Realm doesn't work, like, the right way or, or whatever, you know, which I guess that's not true because... That's where we were when the Death Singers were trying to kill us with Crota, but you know. Now um, I really want to bring like astrology into it somehow. <laughs> well, like the if the moon is in the right alignment or something. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yo, Mars was waning. There's no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it, it, I could totally understand why. I mean. It makes sense why Thanatonauts exist in Destiny because if you're if you're able to die and then come back, of course you're going to study it. But also, reading the lore makes you want to become that much extreme, but for everything because you you get these individual stories and maybe some whispers here and there and some other bits and pieces, and you look at it and you're like, okay, but does that mean it always is this way? If you hear the death song you're dead or you hear the death song and you're turned into a wispy ghost or only if you have an ahamkara bone like as a as a person who follows science whenever i uh hear these lore stories you know i'm always very cautious about it i see a lot of people like saying like this definitely was how it went and it's like guys bias narrative perspective dramatic irony like come on um but yeah i mean like, like if if uh if tolan didn't have an uh an ahamkara skull and he didn't have a, a hive skull that somehow did this. Does that mean that every guardian who who gets sung this song gets turned into that? Or only if we make a special deal with the Death Singer first? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I normally try to play Destiny like I'm Captain America, very lawful good. 
But honestly, like after maybe a couple hundred years, I'd be like, yeah, but how does anything work? And I once I hear one story, one random rumor about, you know, oh, this gun will kill a guardian if you shoot them five times. Like, but every guardian though, and if they're ascendant too, you know, like just putting that's the issue is that we we only have like one example. So yeah, actually hearing it from Tolan's perspective or or from another perspective that was that was related to it or yeah it'd be it'd be quite fast you know another uh, an interesting story mission would be what if the death song had worked on us or at least partially and then we had to you know kind of like a destiny 2 moment where we lost our ghost and we had to build our way back what if there was a failed you know a half sung death song uh that tore us asunder but not quite you know and we had to to go back that these kinds of things would be interesting to explore <laughs> how bungie's gonna build destiny 3 they're gonna make, make us die at the end of De- destiny 2 uh via death song <laughs> we're gonna have to bring ourselves back <laughs> i i need to get a lot of hate mail for that one though. i i mean i ooh, i don't know how i feel about that I mean, it depends on it depends on how slow the journey back to guardian is is it what was that game uh Oh, was it like Spore or the one where you like the the game where you could make a creature evolve? Evo, right? Oh, there's one uh, on the Super Nintendo called Evo that I played. Okay, this was a more this is like a newer one. It's still probably like five years old at this point. But you had to you could you could design any kind of creature you want, and then you could like basically slide the timeline to the right and see how it would evolve. You know, six legged or long tail or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, and you could just design. It was more of like a creature design simulator than a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of thinking, like, is this it's like Destiny Three gameplay? And you you jump in, and it's like, okay, you're a ball of light. You can you now need to just move laterally, side scrolling action to like you know build yourself up like an amoeba over time. <laughs> people would hate it. Okay, people, okay. people cannot even stand Thanks. the one mission in Destiny Two where you hobble through the last city to get your ghost. <laughs> I love it. I think it's a it's I, very I, thematic. I, yeah, yeah, it's very thematic and very like emotional. But a lot I'm of players to speed just, run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why can't I sword glide through the last? <laughs> city, you know. So I think if we got death songed, sang, uh, then, sung, sung, death sung, sung. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's still wrong to me but anyway if, if the death song were applied to us i mean yeah bungie would need to probably put us back into a guardian shoes pretty fast or they'd lose okay. their their player base so what, 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 what death twanged <laughs> death twanged that's death that's twanged. that's that's what happens when we go to uh to new kentucky <laughs> to the In empty North tank America. lost sector yeah yeah that's and anyone from Kentucky about to get offended. Don't act like there ain't no twanging. <laughs> I've been there. I know that it exists. But but but, but is it there? Yeah. Once you defend to the hive hoedown, you know. <laughs> Have you ever deep fried a hive? <laughs> In 37 herbs and spices, Drifter has. <laughs> I watched him. That's <laughs> a random, like, it's a random other question. Have we seen much interaction between the Nine and 
Toland? Uh, uh, not that I'm aware of. The unless, only unless I, I think, yeah, unless we want to call the the prophecy dungeon actually Toland, I extremely doubt that. I think that's it's the not nine. actually. Yeah, I think it's the nine basically projecting something that we're familiar with as a, mm, as yeah. a through the encounters. Yeah, because yeah. Toland never passes up an opportunity to speak to us, except I guess in the dreadnought. Right when you first land in the dreadnought, he I don't think he talks to you there. I don't think, think he could. I subscribe that to yeah. I don't think Toland fully realized who he was or like he, he couldn't communicate with us yet because he's still I just bringing I just, himself out essentially. I, he, I think it's because it was it was Oryx's throne world. Mm. Like he can't even give himself form. I don't think in like uh, especially in Crotus or Oryx's presence like that. Like that, I would I would lean in that direction because I mean. We don't know how time works with any of this stuff, but I mean, Tolan was uh, death sung uh, a long time ago. Even death twang. even then, yeah, death twang, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I would think it's more of something like that. Like, uh, I mean, he says it in Destiny One that if you go into the the depths of the dreadnought, your light is like a dying sun or something. So maybe, yeah, maybe he couldn't talk because he was in the presence of of Oryx, who was in his, you know, still in the height of his power. But yeah, I guess in, yeah. in the yeah, in a prophecy dungeon unless the nine again, if he could get his way in there, he'd probably be able to speak. Or mm -hmm. he would speak because he he loves doing that. So yeah, I I would say that's probably the nine projecting something we're familiar yeah. with. I agree. Yeah. And I mean technically as far as I'm concerned like just talking about talking about uh, orcs and, and the sort of like nature of what Tolan can do. Um, I will say I I, I think uh, to sort of what I think Bagels was leaning at. I think there were some growing pains. I'm sure to figure out how like you know I'm sure he knew like how to speak, but like how do I literally exert my will enough to do it? Yep. I have yeah. no stuff. I got no thumbs. <laughs> I mean, it makes uh, you know. Had to do. The, he probably skipped the tutorial mission. You know. um, oh yeah, Tolan but, is a total NES gamer. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, like you, you have to in in any. I mean, to go a little meta for a second. In any any literature where you have a, a some someone in a new form or a, or as a ghost or or anything, there's there's effort and there's time required to. To learn how to exert your will um, for motion or for communication or anything like that. So yeah, I could totally. And and again, with uh, with with Oryx gone, uh, with the hive being kind of in disarray, he can, you know, he can he can definitely talk in the ascendant realm because all that's there are random taken. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the moon, yeah, like what's going to stop him? Or you know, there's random other powerful hive, but maybe not. Uh, they're not really. They're, they have other things to deal with. <laughs> well, and and also the moon is the first time we've seen him blip into this realm. Every other time we were in some 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 facsimile or like some some uh, portion of the ascendant realm. That is true. Yeah. So, question on the ascendant realm. Then, do you think that's the only way he can travel? I mean, if he wanted to go to Earth, would he have to take a, a shortcut through the ascendant realm? I think you'd have to fly to Earth unless there's... Because, like, at least on the moon, you had... That's how you got to throw, to Crota's throne world. So there is, like, a door there, right? Right. Air quotes door, but... Yeah. But, but I mean, then how do you explain the Leviathan? 
The well, I mean, in, in version day, <laughs> like it's inside. Yeah, outside. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's... I, I think I think you're I think you're right, but I think from my perspective, you have to do something to get your way into the uh, ascendant realm. I I don't know if true, but I like I like to think the ascendant realm is. Well, it's the I, it's the upside down, right? From Stranger mm-hmm. Things, it's mm-hmm. a it's another dimension that connects everything, um, but you have to. It's very hard to get to it, and it's not always clear how they're connected. Like it's kind of a fog of war. Like if you play video games, and mm-hmm. this little pocket you know about, and this little pocket, so there might be a pocket that you could you could get to from Earth, let's say. But I would imagine it's it's more challenging because there's nothing well, there's... that we know of that. You know, it's connected with that. I like I, to imagine I, like there's a veil sort of sort of concept between the ascendant ascendant plane and our our realm, where it could be like thin in spots, uh, especially mm. especially like uh, steal uh, to steal a concept from other other shows. Stranger like, Things. Like if there's death in a spot, lots of mm. death, it might make that veil weaker. I think it's Dragon Age reference specifically, um, but. Uh, just just that that concept of like reaching across might be easier in certain depth. So so here's how it's gonna go. We're gonna get back to the cosmodrome. We're gonna find the loot cave. And <laughs> that's gonna be the the, the 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 gateway to the ascendant realm. A thousand deaths are not enough for Rahul. <laughs> oh my god. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. I uh <clears throat> I, I I dig that. I I kind of ascribe it as um. It, it, I I think it is based in a very upside down way. Like I I think especially the hive aren't very creative, <laughs> and so that you know I think they imagine where they just were a lot of times, quite often. <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, you could argue that about. Uh... Well, like Crota was creative, but like, or Crota, not Crota, Oryx. I mean. Turning the ship inside out, uh, I'll give you that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And because uh, even even on the uh, the dreadnought, we had to enter the ascendant portion of it, mm-hmm. and then it's like yeah. way huger than it was on the outside. So you know, evil police box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, so so there's I, I think I think there is there is that um, I kind of agree with the uh, with the points of. Um, of weakness because uh especially if you look at some of the more fringe uh factions in destiny like the symmetry it could mm-hmm. be that the death or sacrifice or like building up of will weakens uh whatever whatever like because because the you know you're drawing on a power of like a darkness air quotes at that point like maybe that just weakens whatever the the opposite is or like creates an imbalance even if it doesn't weaken it specifically I'm- I mean, it makes sense, but it, I I would guess that it also goes beyond. Uh, well, this could be someone could argue this, but the uh, it might just go beyond death. I, I think death is the you know, especially with the hive and the ascendant realm. It's a it's a you it's know, it's like salt. It's it's, it's like salt. It's the thing they think they all need, right? Like it's the spice that they want all the time. Um, but we we've seen an example of using something. Well, actually, no, that was death. Dang it! I was thinking about the uh, the blind well, right? Where mm-hmm. Mara want Mara basically says, "I'm going to make a battery, mm-hmm. fill it up with paracausal energy, 
and once every three weeks uh we can punch our way into the ascendant realm but again that's death i mean we're not we're not standing there like i don't know tapping our ghost's bottom and like pouring light into the uh into the into the blind well like it doesn't work like that no um I do kind of wish, though, this is, this is a random tangent, but I do kind of wish that we did see more examples of the light creating things or, 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 or shaping reality a little bit more. I mean, the like you see, like Titans can make barricades and uh, or, or a Ward of Dawn. And but now like Stasis can make like, OK, whatever, it's frozen ice or whatever. But the the hive and their will can can manipulate whatever the ascendant realm is. They they turn it into, you know, something they've seen in their material plane, or uh, Mara turned it into uh, a dark version of uh, the Dreaming City. Uh, you just I don't know. You don't I don't think we see examples of uh, the light building. I mean. Yeah. building something which is which is weird because it does seem to be the philosophy of it like congregation bringing things together strengthening Great. things up yeah. i mean the only, i i i'm bringing this up a bit selfishly because i'm always really interested to find out if we hear anything more from ephrodite and her like band of pacifist colonists who apparently because in destiny one when she returned she said that she was with some pacifists who learned how to use the light in a different way but we don't we don't know what that is, mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's like three tangents away from your original point. So I don't know. <laughs> What's interesting about that thought process is that yeah, we never do. We we usually see light in the pretense of protection, less so than actually building up mm -hmm. uh, in anything. And in that sense, the darkness is much more so more so about the creation of means to either tear things down or it, it's 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 kind of like it's almost backward in, in that sense where we're we're using light to protect what it is, and the darkness is building things to destroy what exists yes <laughs> protect your friends with fire you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, other, okay, other question on this. The Void and the Ascendant Realm. Uh, while I was digging through topics on, uh, on Toland, I found out that the, his lore fragment, like Ghost Fragment, the Hellmouth, was mentioned during the Voidwalker, uh, mm -hmm. mission. But they also talk, uh, Tyra Karn talks about how the trap, well, she says the traveler emerged from the void between all spaces and etc. And who knows if she knows. But yeah, that, that brings me up too. If I'm curious if we'll learn a little bit more about the nature of you know, stasis, the void, the ascendant realm. I mean, they're all, they're all circling the same idea. And it's no wonder that people who don't spend as much time putting on spinfoil like we do uh, are either confused or just think they're the same or, you know, because void versus ascendant means like if the void is a, is a space between spaces and the ascendant realm is that too, are they different layers? You know, I don't know. It's, it's a, just a multi-layered uh, <laughs> bean dip. You gotta, you gotta build your way down through. <laughs> 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 it's the one you're looking for. <laughs> Yeah. 
I love it. Um, well, guys, I think I'm at the point. Um, Kaz, I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, once we sort of discussed the uh, the veracity, as as I think we have quite well, um, we we give it we give it a final score. So the scale is arbitrary. The numbers mean nothing. It can be whatever number you could make up a number. You could add like a letter in there. You could be like, I give it the forty seven B. 129q like it's whatever Mm -hmm. it's whatever you want um and you you give that in in terms of plausibility implausibility like impossibility not gonna happen like whatever you want yeah so i'd like to start with you sir if uh if you need a moment one of us can go too i thought thought well you guys go ahead so i can hear hear your thoughts (laughs) i don't (laughs) um final final plausibility um honestly I I think what this really boils down to for me is that even if we find out 100% that uh Toland had an Ahamkara bone that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the bad juju. Um like I of the items especially like the ways that we've had to interact with it, I kind of have trouble with that. Um, but these are things, these are also uh, reservations that could be easily answered by, like, a paragraph. Right. <laughs> um, so it's not, it's not, I, I don't mean to, like, sound like I'm shitting on the theory, but just because of those initial hangups, I'm going to give it, like, I'm going to give it a 12 point alpha plausibility because i wanted to mix it up as an example for the guest so it has 12 alpha numerics that sounds good of of plausibility for me um yeah i i think it i think it's definitely within the realm of could happen but are we there yet and yeah but like oh like honestly like a, a, a lot of what those questions would take too are just like a little connective tissue just yeah that's kind of where i'm sending it, it, it basically we've seen something something firmly to connect the pieces we, we don't know for sure that toland had an arm it, it just it's i think if we we knew that for sure i i would i would be pretty confident in, in this theory but we don't know that and we don't know what the bones grab to the bad you Mm-hmm. So as a result, it it doesn't quite it, it's 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 plausible um, in the sense that it could could have been the case, but at the same time we have to have a healthy skepticism towards towards the theory uh, until we have some sort of just last piece of information that that puts it all together in a nice neat little bow for us. So I'm gonna give it like a twelve hundred plausible. Uh, personally, uh, but that, Damn. I mean, that's a lot of zeros. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How many hundreds is worth one alpha? I, I, <laughs> we don't have that connected tissue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so on a, on a, I'll, I'll start serious and get a little wacky. Uh, on a serious note, I am always so pedantically cautious when it comes to lore i mean 
even if a, even if a, a source of authority says this is how this is, I try to make sure that it's backed up by multiple sources or it makes sense, et cetera, et cetera, because we've seen we've seen a lot of uh, you know there's theory crafting like we have, and there's just falsehood or or assumption or you know stuff like that. So I mean, the bottom line on that is, yeah, we don't know. Uh, even if Tolan comes out and says, you know, like that he once had an Ahamkara bone, did he have it at that point? Did he use it? Did it work this way? Again, we don't know. Um, it is a very reasonable theory, though. Uh, it does connect a lot of things. It works within the rules that we have seen uh, with precedence. Um, there's a lack of connective tissue, but also uh, there's definitely uh, a lot of supporting arguments in the theory. So if I was presenting this, I would say this is a, a pretty sound uh, a sound theory. There are other theories. I mean, I just digging through this today, I I came up with the opposite. The uh, you know the, the the death song was meant in my you know in the theory I presented, the death song was meant to put him into the Oversoul, which is why he didn't fully die. He's just kind of escaped prison sort of deal. And the bad juju is a is a hive bone that has been infused with power eating the light to give that light to its wielder uh, again i would say on that theory same amount of both plausibility and uh deniability i guess uh in yeah in a in a in a metric i would probably give it three sigma autonomous thanatospheres <laughs> i think that's pretty solid i like it that is a new record for that on this show. We've never had so many of those <laughs> things you said. <laughs> I, that's that is mark mark it down. Scribe. <laughs> new yardstick. New records being set today. That's right. That is a that is a that is a fine that is a fine one. Wait till I hear about this in the five timers lounge. <laughs> this will be this will be great. Uh, well, that's awesome. I think I think with this one, uh, with all of us finding it uh, plausible, I, I don't think we really have much need to turn it up to eleven, because yeah, when once we get to about three, it'll be like, and we're there. Just didn't even <laughs> didn't even need to. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, I I, I want to say, Kaz, um, in the off chance that any of our listeners are like, who the heck is Kaz? Where can I find more of this guy? Did I hear him say he streams? Where can where can where can any new fans find you? Uh, yeah, thanks. So uh, uh, Twitter at uh, Kaz underscore PhD, also Kaz underscore PhD on Twitch, and my YouTube channel is called Embrace Destiny, and I uh, I dig into topics. More recently, I'm digging into topics like uh, can guardians get drunk. And uh, do they need to eat and things like this? So uh, yeah, feel free to come on by, hang out, and uh, if you ever have any random lore questions or discussions or arguments you want to bring up, then please do. Awesome, 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 awesome. Um, what is it, uh, Sir Beggs? You got any? Uh, you got any shout-outs for us? Uh, I guess just a just a general shout-out to everybody uh hopefully that everybody's doing doing well um and i know covid's still a thing going on and i I just it's just kind of my mental health 
uh, check in for everybody, just wanting everybody to make sure that they're they're feeling safe. And um, I, I know that this these times can be a little bit uh, wearing, uh, and it, it gets to me a little bit too. Basically, I, I just want every just give a shout out to everybody to make sure that they're doing well and to um, yeah to, to talk to friends, talk to family, and um, whoever whoever supports you, just just reach out and check in. Basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we we're living in both a troubled time, but also the the amount of technology we have at our hands these days is is great to be able to connect with friends and family so yeah I, I second that you know if you if you need it reach out um, even even to the community we see a lot of drama sometimes but one thing we do as guardians is is come together when you need it so absolutely all right I wanna well you know yes also. <laughs> uh is what I'm going to default on because when I can't put something better. Um, I want to give a shout out to everyone who is old enough in the United States and getting ready to vote. Um, I'm not going to politicize who I think you should vote for. Um, I think the choice is obvious, but... Uh, and you know, that's one of those statements I realized like after I said it, that no matter what you believe, you're probably going to agree with me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh i mean just 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 vote like uh, i want to give a shout out to anyone who's who's gone through the trouble of voting early already who's got their mail-in ballot all like set and ready to go who's making the arrangements to go vote in person safely like thank you thank you like we especially this time we're all going out of our way uh in some fashion so just just thank you and if if you haven't done it yet yo there's still time <laughs> let's do it buddy i'm not gonna yell at you i'm going to encourage you please make your voices heard guardians see see the blip of light the blip we might have you do like a commercial for us in that voice if, if, can we petition you for that i mean if you want if you think it's uh worth listening to sure i, I do i do that's you have the like the right growl right toland I, is, I, I talk right about there. this sometimes on stream, just a side note, but the, the Toland voice is like, I don't know why, but I, I think of the, uh, like, just a generic Kyle. Like, I've known Kyles who have timbers in their voice like this, and then I just add, like, kind of a random ethereal language. But, no, returning to the serious at hand, yeah, it's, it's a big time right now. If you have the ability, if you have the eligibility, then then do it. And for those th those who have... Yeah, thank you. I mean, we, 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 yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm from Canada. I live in France. Uh, I'm watching this from the outside, but it's always important to express your, your political right. I mean, that's what it's there for. So, mm -hmm. and, and hopefully that process is, uh, you know, I know it can be a bit complicated. Uh, it can be a lot of, you know, bells and whistles and reading and fine print, but it's, it's definitely worth it. Here. Here. Indeed. Indeed. All right. All right. Um, thank you guys. Uh, you know, again, thank you, uh, Bakes, as always, for being my, my cohort, my, <laughs> my partner in <laughs> crimes I against. <laughs> um, thank you once again to our guest. Uh, I am Taylor B. You can find me at on Twitter at this is Red Leader, L I T R E, all one word. You can find the show at Spinfoil Theory on Twitter. 
You can find us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com. And you can find us, you know, I think we, we're we on Amazon Pods too now. We're getting fancy. They're oh, fans. you didn't tell me that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, well, they, they partnered with Podbean and then... Okay. Or they, like, made themselves available to Podbean. I'm not sure what actually happened, but that was a new option. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to accept. <laughs> I would like to be on more platforms. This right? sounds great. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, and, you know, in, in FFC fashion, uh, there was probably a... Uh, break in this because of the flow and conversation i'm just going to apologize if there was like an awkward commercial thrown in i'm going to try and find yeah. a space or maybe i'll insert <laughs> it right here at the end before our actual outro um and maybe now break the Lore Network. and like all right that was the commercial you didn't even you weren't even ready for it <laughs> i am so pleased to have them as friends though the, the uh-huh. Yeah, my. Did you hear them? Because man, <laughs> that was that was great. Um, and with that, everyone, stay safe, stay sane, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 That's the end of this week's topic. But be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us. You can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening!